I got on the phone with him. He opened with an Anchorman line, which I love. Yes. It's like totally my sense of humor. What was the line? Um, he was pretending he was in the midst of doing like reps, and he was like <laughs> nine hundred ninety-nine, <laughs> yeah, a thousand. He's like, I don't know if you heard me, but I just did a thousand reps, and yes. like, wow. I was like, this guy's so weird. I love yes. it already. this next episode of Interstates and Heartbreak. I'm really excited to introduce our guest for today and I'll just let her take it away. Hi, my name is Megan Ladd and I met Leslie through my now husband, Will. She was the first friend of Will's that I met when we first started dating. So proud of that. Unintentionally ended up at the same winery. And he thought he looked really cool because he had cool <laughs> friends. He was like, Leslie was a good first one for you to meet because she made me look really cool. I'm so. honestly honored that anyone would think that I could make them look cool. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah. He was like, I had cool female friends. And I like, <laughs> that thought literally didn't go into my mind. I was just yeah. like, they're awesome people. This is a good sign. Yeah. But anyways, yes, my name is Megan. And should I just go into my spiel? Okay. Yeah. I am 29, I live in San Diego, and I am a coach for female entrepreneurs. So I help really high-performing, high-achievers, perfectionist-type of women uh, learn how to enjoy the ride and really create a relationship with their work where they can do what they feel they're meant to do in the world without it taking over their personal life. So really learning how to integrate the two and thrive on all levels and so, yeah, I'm a coach. And, and I will say, I just yes. want to chime in that I have had a coaching session with Megan and it wasn't even in person just because she lives in San Diego and I'm in LA and it was still so amazing. I felt so at ease. She was so great. I felt so seen. So she's definitely a pro. She's Oh, thank you. That was so fun. <laughs> yes. Zoom is amazing. Yeah. It's like the next best thing to face to face. Seriously. I love it. And okay, I feel like there is something else. Oh, I'm married. Kind of covered that yeah. already as of this year, as of this April. So exciting. Still... Sometimes I'm like, am I old enough to be a wife? Even though like, it feels like such an adult thing to right? say. I know. I'm like, I look at Will sometimes and I'm like, you're a husband. <laughs> like, I'm a it's wife. So are we really adults? Um, and you were going to ask the last date that I went on. Yeah. Um, we went out to a really nice sushi place downtown last weekend. Ooh. And we love sushi. I think we took you to our favorite neighborhood spot. Yeah. We go there all the time, but we went to, like, an especially fancy one Ooh. that had all the vibes. It was, like, very dark, romantic, oh candlelit, and so... That sounds nice. What's really it called? Fun. Azuki. Azuki. I'm always on it the lookout for new sushi. Oh, I love Banker's Hill, too. It's it so was cute. so... It was very romantic. I felt very fancy. Oh. Fancy sushi experience. <laughs> Wait, was it a specific occasion, or just, oh, we want to treat ourselves? I think we just wanted to treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have recently wrangled our... Wrangle sounds very violent. <laughs> we have recently gotten our eight-month-old puppy to make 
world of progress mm-hmm. in her training. And I think we just felt like proud parents. And yeah. we're like, you know what? Like, we need to treat ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we worked hard. <laughs> based on the stories I've heard, I feel like Wrangled is appropriate <laughs> within reason. Yes. <laughs> She's just super sweet and smart, but had yeah. a lot of energy. Yeah. And we've come so far. And I think last week it felt like such a milestone. We're like, we're going to get some nice sushi. Yeah. Um. So... Their dog is named Kona, and she's the cutest golden doodle. Golden doodle, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have wanted a golden doodle even before you guys got Kona. And like, oh my god, she's <laughs> You're so like, I promise fluffy. I'm not copying. I know, but I, they're so adorable. They're Amazing. so cute and cuddly. Yeah, yeah. She's like a giant teddy bear, essentially. Totally. And it's easy for them to become the center of your world. And mm. so I feel like we're getting a glimpse into parenting. Yeah. Where last weekend for the date, we're like, we need like parents night out. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God, we need a break. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Take care of yourself, Kona. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll make sure all your needs are met. We'll see you in a few hours. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I'm really excited to talk to you about a few things, but one in particular being dating intentionally, because of course, as you know, I'm single. And so I feel like I've spoken to both you and Will a lot about your past experience and advice that you have. And I feel like you're always really great about talking about how you set your expectations for yourself and were very clear about those. And you made sure that you followed through on them when you were discerning between different partners. So would love to hear about what intentional dating looks like to you. Yes. So intentional dating to me looked like being ready to enter a serious committed relationship. So I think it's whatever your main intention is, just keeping that in mind and honoring it throughout the dating process. So by the time that I started online dating, I'd done a lot of work on myself. I dated different types of people. I'd gotten really clear on what I didn't want, Mm -hmm. and then that helped inform what I did want. And I was just at a place where I was really happy on my own and felt ready to be with someone. And so my intention was, um, I want to have fun. I want to enjoy myself, but it was really to find my person. And so for me, what that looked like at the outset was just committing to being super honest with myself Mm -hmm. as I went, as I met different types of people, as I went along Mm -hmm. online dating and also being honest with the other people, Mm -hmm. which was definitely like stretching outside of my comfort zone. So if, you know, I wasn't feeling it or if there was ever a situation and, you know, people ask sometimes after you get up, like, so like, do you want to get together again? You know, what did you think? So uncomfortable sometimes. Yes. And, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to waste anyone else's time. I would want someone to tell me, even if it's hard to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was just being honest with myself, being honest with everyone else Mm -hmm. and having fun while also like taking it seriously. Yeah. And yeah. So I feel like I have a hard time with this in particular. So I, last year, I feel like I, that's when I actually got back into online dating and I kind of went into it all bright eyed and bushy tailed. And I remember I'd talked to one of my friends who was single before me and she was complaining about online dating. And I was like, what do you mean? You get to meet new people. Worst case scenario, you have a good story. You get to go out for drinks and dinner. I was so optimistic about it. And so I really stretched myself thin and I went on a lot of dates. And then one thing that happened is I would meet people and I would, I wouldn't be necessarily over the moon or super excited about them, but I also wouldn't have anything that disqualified them. There were no deal breakers with these people. So for one guy, for example, I went on like six or seven dates with him 
And he was a great guy. He was so nice. And I could tell that he liked me a lot. And I think that gave him a lot of points. But I just knew he wasn't going to be my person. And I told one of my friends about him. And she was even saying, what are you doing with this guy? It's not going to be a match. But I just couldn't bring myself to break it off at the appropriate time. So how did you become comfortable doing that and giving that feedback so directly? Yeah, I was very uncomfortable (laughs) with that at the beginning, especially. Mm -hmm. It's like my worst nightmare. But actually one thing that I did early on that really set the tone for it is, um, that's kind of a coachy term, but I created an ideal scene Mm -hmm. of what it would be like, just a snippet of life picturing what it would be like to be with my person. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have someone in particular in mind, but I was just imagining how I'd feel in their presence. Mm -hmm. And it was this lightness and warmth and Mm -hmm. humor. And I don't know, I just pictured myself laughing a lot and Mm -hmm. feeling so comfortable being myself. And I wrote it all out Mm -hmm. and it kind of acted like a compass for me throughout the dating process. I didn't even go back to it really at all. It was just sitting down to create it up front. Yeah. It was so clear in my mind after that. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, it kind of acted like, a, do they line up with this? Do you envision this? If yes, then proceed. <laughs> yes. It's like it one of those like, flowcharts. Yes, <laughs> totally. It was like a mental flowchart. So even mm-hmm. if, because there's so many amazing people out there, so yeah. even if you clicked with someone on in certain ways, if it didn't align with my kind of vision of what I had in mind, mm-hmm. I basically just had to practice getting good at trusting my gut Yeah. because I definitely had situations like that where there was nothing that disqualified anyone. There Mm -hmm. were no immediate red flags, but there might be something missing or it's just exactly like you said, I just knew they weren't my person Yeah. and I had to let that be reason enough. Mm -hmm. Even if I, I mean, that's hard on the receiving end too. Sometimes if someone can't even point to something logically, yeah. like if you're like, yeah. oh, why, why don't you see it working out? Mm-hmm. They're like, I just don't, you know, it can be hard to hear. Yeah. It can be hard to tell someone that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the long run, I mean, I love watching The Bachelor and The I Bachelor. I was just to bring this up. Oh my God, we're on the same page because yes. they do that all the time. I was going to say, yes. I was like, not to like represent, but I'm totally going to represent I was about that. to do it if you weren't. Perfect. I, you know, they, they have to tell people that. They're like, well, what was it? Why did you let me go? And they're like, honestly, I, I'm just following my heart is what they yeah. say all the time. Yes. And I think that's kind of what it comes back to is trusting that someone mm-hmm. who has all those things and really feels right is out there yeah. and being willing to let go of someone who's really good fit mm-hmm. for someone who's like an amazing, this is my person. Yeah. Fit. Yeah. Um, one thing I also noticed that they say all the time on the bachelor is I just don't see myself getting there. And that doesn't really say anything at all, <laughs> but I honestly feel like I might use it because there are yeah. instances where you can't say, oh, it's not going to work out because X, Y, and Z. It's yeah. just, I've given it a shot, but for whatever reason, I don't see myself falling in love with you the way that I want to. Yeah. So I guess, do you have, or did you have a cutoff like, oh, after two dates, I should know, or three dates, or was it just kind of like, oh, if I feel it in the moment, then that's when I'm making my decision? When I felt it in the moment, and actually... This is, this was one of the less fun moments of online dating, but I was on a date with someone, first date with someone one time, and they asked me point blank, like 10 minutes into the date, are you feeling romantic Wait, connection? 10 minutes. Like really early on. Um, we were still in the parking date? lot. Yeah, we were still in the parking lot That's just walking. <laughs> and they asked me if I was feeling romantic connection, and I honestly had already decided in my head I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, and so I was like, what do I do now? And... 
but I made this commitment to myself to be honest. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, they were being so honest and open. And I tried to say it gently, just, you know, I don't know that I'm feeling a romantic connection per se. And they kind of freaked out. That wasn't a fun experience. (laughs) Wait, what did this freak out look like? They were just like, what? Like, they just were like... (laughs) I think they did not expect me to say that. They must have asked the question expecting it to be like, yes, I am feeling it. Of course. Oh, but then, fortunately, I had an out. I had a friend's birthday party to go to, so I was like, I'll just be early to that. Wait, that's so crazy. Yeah, I totally forgot about this until recently. I was in the same parking lot in Marina Del Rey, and I just had a flashback. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is where that awful first date happened. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean... They had asked. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be honest with them. Yeah. But I think I just tried to do it as soon as I realized it. And mm-hmm. I actually, I don't know if I've told you, I set up like Skype dates. Yeah. Well, I, was I think Will told me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Which I Skype so with smart. people first. Actually, because like you were saying earlier, the burnout, like you went on so many dates <laughs> yes. and you're like, ah, mm-hmm. this is so tiring. Yeah. Um, I was working a lot at the time and I just didn't have that many free nights or that much free time and I think you can usually tell within the first 10 minutes of talking to someone if it flows if it's worth exploring more Mm -hmm. um so everyone I like to even a phone call like get to know people a little before going on a evening like hour and a half two hour mega day yeah (laughs) it is and so I think even on those I would try to pay attention to Mm -hmm like what my intuition was saying. And there were a few times where I kind of talked myself into a date where I thought, Mm -hmm. you know what? They seem really nice. Let me just see. And anytime I did that, as soon as I was on the date, I was like, no, my intuition was telling me it's friend vibes. And I'd wish that I just trusted that. So I think it was, it was like flexing and growing the muscle of trusting my gut and then being willing to actually listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I've noticed, because you said, oh, they seem really nice. That's really interesting because I feel like whenever I describe anyone, not just a guy, and the first adjective I use is nice, it's not a great sign. And that's <laughs> not to discount the importance of being nice. That's a really great quality. But I feel like if you really connect with somebody on a deeper level, then you'll have something else to say aside from just like, oh, they're nice. You'll say, oh, yeah, I really liked how funny they were or they were so intelligent or well-informed and also nice. But when you lead with nice, I feel like it can kind of be a bad sign. Yeah, sometimes I feel like nice is implied unless you (laughs) say something about them not being nice. Yeah. And I also feel like you're a really nice person. So you probably in your life have the majority of people are nice people that you're interacting yeah, with. It's yeah. kind of the baseline is yeah, nice people. that's like table stakes. It yes. shouldn't be a bonus. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever been super stoked on someone like when I was dating or friend-wise mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh my God, you love them. They're nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what you lead with. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that happened to me, I wasn't quite as direct as you, but I went on a date with this guy and similarly, I knew beforehand, I was like, we're not going to be a match. Not even from any chemistry standpoint, although that was an issue too. Just based on his profile, I just thought, oh, these interests aren't interests that line up with mine. And therefore, I also don't even think he would be interested in me long term. I just don't think it's a match. But I went on the date anyway. And so I remember that he had suggested dinner and he was really adamant about it. And I was pretty busy. So I had tried to do like a coffee date or something like that. And he said, no, I really like doing dinner for a first date. 
So we go to this dinner and I offered to pay at the end and I knew it wasn't a match. It was fine, but it was exactly what I expected. Our interests just didn't line up. I didn't feel anything. And so he walked me to my car and then he kissed me and I was taken off guard because I'm fine not kissing somebody if I'm not feeling it. But he really just like kind of went for it and like pecked me and it landed on my mouth. And I was like, oh, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> so after the fact, we were still only messaging on the app on Hinge. And so then he asked, oh, I would love to get your number and talk to you on the phone sometime and meet up again. And so then I said, you know what? Why go on the second date? You already know. And so I told him that I felt like it was great to meet him, but our connection was more platonic. And then he writes back and he says, LOL, good luck with your search for love. And then he said like, well, that being said, I would actually like to take you up on your offer to split the dinner. Here's my Venmo account. And I really grappled with it and went back and forth. I was like, maybe I should, you know, split it with him because yeah, I don't like, he doesn't owe me dinner. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, no, that's really messed up. When you thought there was a romantic connection and you were going to get something out of it, whether that was partnership or a hookup or whatever, you were fine paying. And then for you to come back retroactively just seems really petty. So I didn't Venmo him, I just ignored it. But that being said, did you ever have any negative responses when you rejected guys? Were there times when they really, their egos were clearly hurt and they lashed out in any way? Yeah, well, I mean, the parking lot guy definitely, like, started yelling at me. <laughs> Wait, yelling at me? And you? he was like, I'm the funniest person everyone knows. Like, my whole family thinks Wait. so. All my friends think so. And in my head, I was oh like, you are probably a little biased. But <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really intense right now. That yeah. escalated quickly. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, alarming because that's just not something I've experienced before. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he was really caught off guard by that. Mm-hmm. I think I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I think I'm going to head out. Um, that's <laughs> not that, cute And for that go. reason, I am out. <laughs> yes. And it is officially a no. Yeah. Um, but I did have someone one time, I think I told them over text afterwards that I wasn't feeling it. And then they started just sending me a series of texts oh, with all God. this different stuff. And I just had my phone on the kitchen counter and I mm-hmm. wasn't around it for a while. Yeah. And the next time that I went to pick it up, I just had this like 20 texts in a row what and then the last text just said stop in all capital letters and what? i was like was that Wait, his what? note to self like he like <laughs> it was like stop like it's just like as a reminder don't text this and it was totally stream of consciousness it was like he let it all out and then the last one was just like stop and i was like oh wait okay. what did he say i don't even remember i think it was just all the different things i mean Again, it, I was like, this is, you know what, my intuition is definitely leading me in the right direction yes. because, like, this person would not have been a fit for me. No. Um, and I was like, okay, and moving on. And I think, honestly, something that helped at the time was making it all fun, too, mm-hmm. and finding yeah. a sense of humor in it because, yeah. like, I would talk about it with my friends and mm-hmm. just kind of make light of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, like, one time, I someone had messaged me on Facebook and I had never used those stickers before. Oh, yeah. I'm like, who uses the stickers? And I didn't even know what they were. Yeah. And I just clicked on it by accident. And when you click on one, it sends it automatically. No! And <laughs> someone had messaged me and I just sent them like a giant, they're huge, a giant <laughs> hamster. <laughs> and then, but I like hadn't mentally prepared oh my, my answer gosh, yet. And yes. I was like, well. Now I have to say yes, something. Now I have to say something. And I was just like, it was so fun to be able to just laugh at that. Yeah. Like there's so many weird things that happen so and weird interactions. Funny. Um, I had put on my dating profile that I loved air hockey, which is true. And so then two people separately had 
asked to take me on dates to Dave and Buster's Aww. because of the air hockey thing. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to turn down, you know, when it came around the second time because mm-hmm. I could tell this person thought it was like a unique yeah, idea. Totally. But it was so funny because they were about two weeks apart. <laughs> And when I went to Dave and Buster's, I could tell it was the same staff. <laughs> and they were definitely judging me. Yes. Like, who is this person who keeps, like, coming, who showed up here with a second different person yes. for air hockey? Um, but I think, you know, I even created an Instagram account at the mm-hmm. time, like, mm-hmm. documenting some of the crazy conversations. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is it still active? Um, I think it's still active. I haven't oh, posted on it gosh. since then, but it was Convos with Cupid Ooh. because it was I was on OkCupid. Okay mm-hmm. And it was just a way, I never put like people's pictures or anything, just like funny exchanges. Yeah. And it was just a way for me to not take it all too seriously yeah. so that when I had those moments where people inevitably were, their feelings were heard mm-hmm. and they said something, yeah. I was just like not taking it personally. Yeah. I was like, totally. okay, this is all one giant hilarious experiment that hopefully ends well. Yes, I know. So I have a confession. Yes. I have done a variation of the same. Really? Yeah. Oh so my gosh. Mine is less like personal like conversations and it's more, oh, this is a really weird profile or why would someone say that? And then some of them are legitimately funny, but yeah, yeah I will just post them because I feel like it's a good oh way gosh. to not take it as seriously to be like, wow, look at what's out there. Yes. <laughs> These were mostly like the first messages I received. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great minds think alike. Right? Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty entertaining. Or at least it's I think so it is. Like, nobody follows it, but it's been Yeah, only fun. my friends followed it, but they would look forward to the updates. Because yes. you get some bizarre messages. Yeah. You I'm sure that happens really to everyone, but I'm like, we just need to share the love. And... Yeah. So I have another <laughs> confession to make. Yes. You and Will have recommended OkCupid. And I love OK. <laughs> I need to get on it. I feel like I've been dragging my feet. I've even been dragging my feet on making those small hinge profile updates that we talked about earlier. But I would love to hear about how your experience with OKCupid differed from your experience on other apps. So OKCupid was the first app that I went on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to go all in on one. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about it, I don't even, to be honest, know if people really use it anymore. Mm -hmm. Even at the time, this is almost four years ago, Mm -hmm. I still don't think it was super popular. (laughs) So the drop-off might have continued. Mm -hmm. But what I liked about it is that every time you come on, they prompt you with a bunch of value-based questions. And so you can just kind of answer them as you go. You can sit there and answer a bunch, Mm -hmm. or it can be like every time you Mm -hmm. log in. And over time, it starts to build up, so you have this whole collection Mm -hmm. of you know, values in the system. Yeah. Um, one really funny aspect, I don't know if they still do this, but they used to assign you adjectives. Mm-hmm. And it's just a funny, like, algorithm. Yeah. Like, I think to me it was, oh, like, yeah. naive. And, like, just so, different. That has such a negative connotation. I know. It's because like, I, like I, I skipped all the racy questions. <laughs> and so they're like, she's innocent and naive. So and funny. I was like, hey. <laughs> um, it's not like inaccurate, but hey, um, <laughs> only I can say that. <laughs> only, yeah, it's only okay when I say that. Um, but then anyway, so you go on. So over time they start to give you a percentage rating. Mm. And once I'd answered a bunch, I found that anyone who was 90% match or above, mm-hmm. we were bound to just have a bunch of similar worldviews and just, that's not like yeah. the sexy fun stuff, but it's, it's important. important. Yeah. And then the other thing I liked, in addition to having photos, I'm such a nerd, but I loved having lots of information to take in and mm-hmm. like really getting a sense of someone's personality from their profile. Yeah. I was like, good, I have enough data. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not just basing off like their age, their yeah. picture, what they do for a living. Definitely. Um, so I had fun with it. And mm-hmm. I think Will and I are such freaks about OkCupid mm-hmm. because... <laughs> 
we just loved it so much and obviously it worked out for us. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because everyone that we've told to go on it definitely hasn't. I, oh, like, <laughs> I feel like I've disappointed you. I'm it's sorry. The, oh my gosh. Such a disappointment, Leslie. <laughs> but we're just, I don't know. It's funny because sometimes people ask us if we're on commission or something just because we're like, you should definitely do okay, keep yeah. it. Because I went on Bumble. I tried Bumble for a hot second. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nope. I've been spoiled. I do not have yeah. enough data. I need more information. Yeah. Also, I got matched with like some people that I kind of knew, oh, which no. That's was weird. And I was like, I'm not, this is weird. Yeah. I'm going to go back to okay, yeah. it. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I've really only done Tinder and Hinge and Bumble. And I would say Hinge is my number one. I've tried Bumble, but I don't, I don't know. I haven't had the best experience with it. I've also had limited experience because I think I got discouraged and then kind of backed out. But um, one thing with Hinge, they have this most compatible now. So every day it'll update and it'll say, we think that this person is going to be a good match for you. And I don't know exactly what they base it on because they don't show any shared interests or anything. I think it's only based on who you've liked in the past and who they have liked. So the interesting thing about that is that some days I'll look at it and most of the times I'm offended. I'm like, really, Hinge? (laughs) This is what you think of me? Uh, That sounds so mean. I'm not trying to say like I'm above anybody or anything like that, but I'm just like, no, that's not somebody I'd be interested in but then one time my ex-boyfriend was on my most compatible oh and no. then recently <laughs> they matched me with somebody who's in my friend group who I did actually hook up with once when we were drunk in Vegas oh so my gosh now I'm like you should stop getting offended because maybe it knows more <laughs> than you think you're like but also these are exes for a reason so update your thing <laughs> right? okay yeah. oh yeah. my gosh I think what I would I've told people I've had clients that have like coached around dating stuff before mm-hmm. And what I've recommended is just, it can be helpful, I think, to constrain to one app at mm-hmm. a time. Yeah. Because otherwise your efforts can feel scattered and it can yeah. just be a lot to keep up with. That's true. Like, even on one app, it was like, okay, I'm going to be putting in some time every day. Yeah. I, I think it helps to create, like, somewhat of a system around it. So true. Because um, otherwise it can just feel... Like out of hand. <laughs> I know. And I feel like at first, especially when I was in a relationship and was swiping with my single friends, I was like, wow, what a fun game, which is not how you should look <laughs> at it at all because it's your life. And now it also does feel a little bit more like work. I think maybe because I've been on it longer, but I definitely agree that you have to put in daily time. I was talking to this girl last night who pays for him. She has like a premium account and I've thought about doing that, but I haven't done it yet. And one thing that she said was really interesting is that it makes her accountable to go on it regularly because I think otherwise it's easy to get frustrated and and then ignore it for a couple of days. So I feel like it's almost like paying for a gym membership. You're like, oh, well, I need to use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, paying for a class ahead of time. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think also, I think it can start to feel like work too when you're Mm -hmm. feeling discouraged and you're like, I know that I'm supposed to be putting myself out there, Mm -hmm. going through the motions. So something that I did and I've recommended to clients before is even doing a dating detox where you just take a little breather Mm -hmm. and the barometer for how to know when to get back on is you start to feel excited again. Oh, yeah. So it stops feeling like as much of a should and it's more of like, I don't have to be like totally stoked. I can still feel a little nervous to put myself out there. Yeah. But I can at least, I have that like little bit of excitement and interest and wanting to get back on. Yeah. Just don't go back on on Valentine's Day because that's when I joined OkCupid. Oh no. And it was a shit show on Valentine's Day. Everybody was looking for last minute dates like hours leading (laughs) up to dinner. I was at, I was at a Valentine's Day. I was with my friends. We're having our own like night in. 
And we just thought, okay, now's the time. We're going to create my profile. Mm -hmm. And we went on and we were just like, what is happening? Wow. It was wild. That is pretty crazy. I didn't even think that people would be bold enough to ask someone out last minute on Valentine's Day. It was almost like it brought out the desperation (laughs) or something. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, so two of my friends, they went out on Valentine's Day one year, and I was with my boyfriend at the time, so I didn't go with them, but they were saying that it was such a weird vibe. It was like all these (laughs) girls in like club dresses dressed super scandalously to attract attention and the guys were on the prowl way more than usual so I don't know something about that night I feel like it really just amps up the desperation factor a little bit as you're talking I'm just remembering wedding crashers like how (laughs) they're like weddings bring that out of people yes and it's actually very full circle that that came up because that I don't know if you knew that that influenced my okay cupid name was stage five clinger because oh my God, yes. I wanted I to bring in wedding crashers fans yeah and like scare away non-wedding crashers fans that's a great point yeah it worked will loves wedding crashers Aww. part of the strategy I was yes. like has to have a similar sense of humor totally if they don't get the reference they're out yeah although there were a few people who took it seriously and it was not that was not good like they really thought you were they the were player. like you sound really loyal <laughs> oh, and i was God. like well this was a joke but yeah well thank yes. you for revealing that our yes. humors do not align yes totally mm-hmm. so informative they did the work i got like very analytical i'm not mm-hmm. normally so like logic and like yeah. analytics based but mm-hmm. i i think at that point i was like i know what i want i'm just gonna yeah. I guess, so you mentioned that you really wanted to look for people where you felt the connection naturally. Were there any times where you did feel a connection, but then a deal breaker came along and you kind of had to decide if it was worth salvaging that connection and overlooking it? Hmm. I feel like there was someone that I went on some dates with before Will, Mm -hmm. and I actually think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I appreciated about them is that they were like goofy and had a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And I actually think I was meant to meet them to open my eyes back up to how important that is to me. Yeah. Because then when I met Will, I was kind of primed for that and I was looking for that. And yeah. that's totally Will to yes. T. Yeah. And, but with that person, I could tell that they're, they didn't seem like they were ready to be in a committed relationship. Yeah. And so I actually had kind of an honest, open conversation where I was just like, hey, we're having fun, we're going on dates, everything's fine. Um, Just wanted to let you know, like, this is kind of where I'm headed. Yeah. And I want to get a sense of where you're at. And if you're not there, that's totally fine. But Mm -hmm. it probably doesn't make sense to keep hanging out. And we didn't. And I was like, I actually felt so good about it, even though I was nervous before the conversation. I felt so good about it because I was like, great, clarity. Like, now mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, you're and not wasting your time. Yes. And it was still overall a good experience because I felt like I was getting closer to the type of person yeah. I wanted to be with. Yeah. And then I think I – so I went on OkCupid on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and I met Will – six weeks later so it was wow. like a pretty wow. short this is a great ad for okay cupid honestly i know we're like really they should get us on some commercials Seriously. or something <laughs> wow i feel like they should have paid for your wedding or something so do you know actually jamie my friend jamie who was at our wedding yeah. and her husband josh they also met on okay cupid i remember you telling me that yeah they were one of the couples that inspired me to to go for it but so we're not alone. Okay. Yeah. Did you hear about how um, Pete Buttigieg met his husband on Hinge? No. So apparently, allegedly, he met his husband on Hinge. I don't know why I said allegedly, like, you <laughs> but he allegedly. met his husband on Hinge. 
And I guess the downloads of Hinge exponentially increased right after that news broke. So I feel okay, like... Okay, Cupid, you're welcome. Yeah. I mean, you got the podcast the support. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to see an upswing in users. Yep. Yep. Okay, Cupid is back. It's happening. Oh my gosh. So I guess one thing, we have kind of started to touch on this, but I'm really interested about Will specifically. How did you distinguish him as the one versus past relationships? So what's crazy about Will is that that ideal scene I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. I didn't really look at it after creating it maybe once Mm -hmm. or twice. Yeah. But I had that feeling inside. Like I knew how I wanted to feel with someone. Yeah. And on my first call with Will, he called me before I could set up a Skype, which makes sense. He's very proactive. He's so proactive. He's the most proactive. (laughs) And... I got on the phone with him. He opened with an anchorman line, which I love. Yes. It's like totally my sense of humor. What was the line? Um, he was pretending he was in the midst of doing like reps and he was like <laughs> 999. <laughs> yeah. A thousand. He's like, I don't know if you heard me, but I just did a thousand reps. And yes. like, wow. I was like, this guy's so weird. I love yes. it already. Um, and I was like making pancakes while I was on the phone with him. So Aww. I was multitasking mm-hmm. and I just felt so relaxed and so. I don't know. It just felt like a kindred spirit kind of thing. And like I was on the phone with a long lost best friend and I don't know. It just felt so easy and like I'd known him forever. Um, and I recognized the feeling from how I thought about it. And, um, it's crazy because after we'd been dating for a while, I told him about the ideal scene and he asked if I still had it. Yeah. And I like, found it and it was actually a very bold move in hindsight mm-hmm. to bring it out before I had a chance to right? look over yeah. like it could have been the opposite of him okay. I was pretty sure it wasn't but it could Aww. have been like this person over here who's nothing like Will <laughs> um but we went through and it blew his mind too it made him like such a believer in that Aww. stuff too because line by line verbatim it was him to a t and us to a t um i even put stuff in there i did not remember like Mm -hmm. my partner like loves giving me massages which is so like what made me think of that (laughs) but will's mom was a massage therapist and taught him how to do like full body massage and he had a massage table yeah and just like weird little things yeah um but even before i referenced that i think it was just the feel the encounter and the feeling behind it Mm -hmm. and he texted me afterwards. He's like, so, you know, he unafraid to like put it all out there. Yeah. And he was like, what's the fastest you've ever had a crush on someone? And I was like, wow, so, this guy. I love the boldness. He's so bold. And I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, then a week later, less than a week later, I went on vacation with my parents in Mexico mm-hmm. and he and I were on the phone and my mom thought I was on the phone with my oldest, like lifelong best Aww. friend And she's like, tell Lauren I say hi. And I was like, actually, this is that guy, Will. And he heard it. And, of course, he's like, what does that say about our chemistry, though? (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. Um, But it was cool because it was like I felt that level of openness and just being able to be myself that I would with someone I've known my whole life. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. That is a good thing to remember because I feel like a lot of times there are people who are kind of exciting but you don't really feel comfortable around them for a variety of reasons. Yeah. So it is nice to hear that you should feel that comfort if it's a good match, even if you haven't known the person for that long. Totally. I think it was, 
I remember, so my parents are couples counselors, mm-hmm. so they always gave me lots of dating and partner advice yes. growing up. This all checks out. I see yes. why you are still together. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, of course, when you're growing up, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but they, one thing I remember them talking about is sometimes like opposites can have this uh, really crazy attraction and yeah. like the other person is so mysterious because they're so different from yeah. you and so unlike you and there's so much to discover and it can mm-hmm. be this magnetic pull yeah but it can be more challenging for those types of people to see eye to eye and meet yeah. in the middle long yeah. term and I just remember hearing about like it might not be that like instant like intense infatuation right away mm-hmm. but it might just feel like I imagine how it felt for us where it was just like Oh, like this relaxing into it, like yeah. oh, it's you, like yeah. this. This just feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my parents, you know, something that they said that stuck with me is finding someone who, in a bunch of different ways, has a similar view and like perspective on life that you have. You don't yeah. have to have all the same opinions yeah. or every single value in line, but it just does make it easier yeah. if you have a similar way of approaching life and. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, the thing my dad said with that stuck with me was happy people have happy marriages. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, there's something to be said for someone who, you know, isn't happy on their own and is yeah. not looking yeah. for someone else to make them happy. Yeah. And I, that's something I saw in Will, too, was just he was so confident in himself mm-hmm. and so willing to be himself and such a weirdo at times <laughs> that, like, I just loved it. I was yeah. like, oh, it feels good to be around you. Oh, that's really sweet. So this is going to sound initially like a sharp departure, but I promise <laughs> it's related. Yeah, I forget. Do you watch Gossip Girl, or did you watch Gossip Girl when it was on? So I've only seen a few episodes, but you know who Will, did watch? <laughs> Will, and, Will and I used to watch together sometimes, actually. It was really weird with another one of his guy friends, Danny. But the only reason I ask is because I feel like Chuck and Blair, I don't know how much you know about them, it's like this idealized relationship in the show, but it's so volatile, and it just goes back and forth so much, and I feel like a lot of relationships that we see in the media are like that and they romanticize this crazy chemistry but the people also can't stand each other and they don't know if they should be together for this long time but yeah they don't think that actually pans out like that in real life usually yeah or if it pans out it's like signing up for a lifetime of that and some people do like that I mean I'm a pretty like drama free person and I've never gotten like jazzed by that and Mm -hmm. so I don't know. It's funny, though, because even watching The Notebook growing up, I remember loving how they were at the end of the movie together. They were so sweet and just, like, Mm -hmm. they really came together. But during the parts where they would, like, fight and, like, talk, like, all this (laughs) stuff, I'm like, I don't know. Like, this is supposed to be this, like, super romantic story, but it actually seems like if we were taking this in real life on a day-to-day basis, like, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I would tell my friend, oh, you should break up with that guy. You're just fighting all the time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Get out of there. Yeah, so funny. So, funny. <laughs> so I guess, was there a specific point after meeting Will where you just knew? Or it sounds like it was kind of immediate. I think it was immediate. And then my brain tried to talk me out of it and was like, whoa, mm-hmm. pump the brakes. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. You haven't even met this guy in person yet. Mm-hmm. And since he was in a different city, he wasn't going to be in L.A., when I was, I was living in LA, he wasn't going to be there for like six weeks. So I don't know. I was just kind of freaked out by how intensely I felt. Mm -hmm. And the fact I was in my head about whether or not we would have a connection in person. Yeah. But the cool thing is by the time 
he actually was getting ready to meet me. Mm-hmm. He had become the person in my life that, like, one of my best friends that I would share those kind of things with. Yeah. So in the past, I might tell my girlfriends, like, oh, I'm meeting up with this guy. Hopefully mm-hmm. the chemistry's still there. Yeah. But at this point, I was telling Will directly, I'm like, what do you think it's going to be Aww. like in person? Like, do you oh think God, we're going to vibe? Like, what if the pheromones aren't there? <laughs> like, what if we don't have the... Because I've heard, you know, that's, like, that's on a biological yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Like, what if we don't like each other's sense? And, like, what if it's not there? And he's like, oh, my God, you're overthinking Aww. it. It's going to be totally fine. We're going to go to dinner. It's going to be great. Aww. And he'd become that, that wow. person for me. So... And then we were total weirdos. Like, when we met, I didn't realize it, but I skipped towards him. Really? Like, I actually... Oh, my god! And then he poked my face, which is also very weird. He's like, I can't <laughs> believe you're real. And if anyone were watching this, it, they'd probably be like, what is What's this? happening? What's the dynamic between yeah. these two people? Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. So, I think it was... I knew, but then I just was trying to tread carefully because yeah. I didn't want to, like, get my hopes up. Yeah. Or, um, I just didn't know. But I was just scared that... Absolutely. Yeah. That actually brings up what I was hoping to talk about next, the fact that you were long distance initially. Yes. So what were the biggest difficulties and how did you work through them? I think the biggest difficulty was just my fear around long distance because I'd been in a long distance relationship before that hadn't ended great. Mm -hmm. Um, It was once we'd gotten an extended period of time in person together, we just realized it totally wasn't a fit. Yeah. And so I felt like... Well, you can have a great phone conversation with someone, mm-hmm. but extended time in person is really important to know if it's actually mm-hmm. a fit. Yeah. So that was fresh on my mind. And so then when I was getting to know Will over the phone and FaceTime for six weeks, mm-hmm. I think I I just wanted to tread carefully because I'd had an experience before mm-hmm. where in person it didn't match up. Yeah. And so I think that was the hardest thing because Will is very decisive Mm -hmm. on all things (laughs) in life and he's just like it's you like let's be exclusive I'm stoked like I'm just gonna I'm not gonna talk to other people anymore like Mm -hmm. what do you think you want to do like he was trying not to pressure me yeah but he was also like it's cool if you want to stop talking to people and yeah (laughs) I was (laughs) of course yeah like unafraid to share his opinion yeah but he was like hey like I've lost interest in other people. What about you? And it was yeah. confusing for me because I had lost interest in other people. Yeah. But I also was nervous to put all my eggs in one basket. Totally. Um, and so I think, honestly, something that's super important for long distance is being aware of your own stuff coming up yeah. and not, yeah. like, blaming the other person or um, just being on to your own brain when it's, like, trying to sabotage yeah, things. Yeah, but also it really helped. He's a big phone talker. Yeah. And so I think just being willing to communicate a lot, mm-hmm. that made a really big difference. Yeah. Um, and we had plans to like kind of be in the same area. Mm-hmm. At first I thought he was going to be in LA. Yeah. Um, and then even once he went down to San Diego, it still, it felt doable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the hardest part was just trusting myself and being willing to go with it even if it didn't work out once we had that time in person Mm -hmm. but I would say for anyone in a long distance relationship Mm -hmm. I'm a huge proponent of getting that time in person together like five days a week whatever you can Mm -hmm. just to see what it's like beyond these short encounters yeah totally um so I guess one other thing, you mentioned that he was supposed to be in LA, but then yeah. that plan changed. 
Did that put any additional doubts in your mind when you then didn't have a hard end date for when you guys would be living in the same city? So actually, it did the opposite where it kind of affirmed all of my feelings because of how he handled the situation. Oh. So he got... He had a job offer. He was about to put Mm -hmm. his deposit down in an apartment. Wow. And the job offer got rescinded because the whole division was canceled. Mm -hmm. And so basically, he was all set to start this job. All of a sudden, he didn't have a job. Wow. And he just handled it with such, like, grace and, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people say everything happens for a reason. But when things go wrong, it's just mm-hmm. interesting to see how people navigate yeah, that. Yeah. And he just maintained such good perspective. He was honest about how disappointed he was. He yeah. was bummed for sure. Mm-hmm. But he just handled it so maturely and had just such a good head on his shoulders that I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this guy handles what life throws at him very yeah. well. I found him very attractive. And then um, I also have always wanted to live in San Diego. Yeah. And so he was like, well, I think I'm going to move home to San Diego while I job search. Mm-hmm. And I was working remotely. So I was mm-hmm. like, great. I love San Diego. Yeah. Like, so I, we started visiting each other and then we just started going up and down. Yeah. Um, and I just fell in love with San Diego even more. So he didn't have to twist my arm to come down yeah. here. I think it definitely helped that I always wanted to end up here. Yeah. Um, and I think that does make a difference too if you're entering a long distance mm-hmm. relationship. Um, just at least one person being open to the yeah. idea yeah. of leaving at some point because um, otherwise it can be kind of a, a regular thing that you brush up against yeah. if both people feel very firmly rooted. Yeah. Because um, I've been in that situation before too and it's tough. It is tough. And it's such a hard thing to work past because if everything else is going so well in the relationship and the one thing that's not is purely logistical, it really can feel very unfair. So yeah. it's... Yeah, that's definitely a hard thing to work past. But obviously, you guys did work past it because now you're married. Yes. And your <laughs> wedding, I will say it on the record, it was the most fun wedding I've ever been to. Yes! And I apologize <laughs> if I offended anyone <laughs> whose wedding I've been to years. I've never had a wedding that I didn't have fun at. But I will say yours was so amazing. It First of all, it was like a whole vacation. I feel like I can let you talk about it. But from my experience... Yes. Oh my God, it's so fun to hear. I just loved the fact that it really was a vacation and you encouraged people to come early. It was in Puerto Vallarta for reference. And yeah, coming a couple of days early and getting to meet people before the wedding made it feel more like a community the night of. And also just the fact that it was so intimate and everyone that you picked was really cool. Picked, I say that like everyone picked a couple <laughs> everyone of everyone invited. <laughs> um, but no, really, everyone was really nice and easy to talk to and fun. And I would love to hear about your decision to keep it intimate because I feel like a lot of people struggle with inviting people that they feel like they quote unquote have to invite. Yeah. But you guys really didn't. You held strong. Oh my gosh, we held strong. It is a really like making the invite list was super challenging because there were a lot of people that we wanted to invite, but we both were super clear from the beginning. Neither of us love being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Will likes it in like small groups, <laughs> yeah. but the thought of like a giant wedding with everyone like, yeah, um, it just wasn't our vision. And I felt clear on that. He felt clear on that. And so we really, I think we both basically invited like 12 friends, like mm-hmm. our 12 closest friends. Yeah. And if they had one, a plus one. Wow, and I can't believe I made the 12 closest friends cat. <laughs> of so course hard. you did. <laughs> and then, but then it was just like a few family members. And 
I forget, we had like 55 people or something like yeah. that, including us, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was a tough thing to not include like everyone we love. Yeah. And we were so clear, like, I think we just want like family and like our inner circle. Yeah. Um, so that was a tough, it was one of those things where you're like, which do I want more? Yeah. Like, do I want to be able to invite everyone or mm-hmm. on the day of, do I want it to feel intimate and mm-hmm. private and like, there's not a million eyes on me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we actually, the idea came about because Jamie and Josh, who the ones who met on OkCupid yeah. actually got married in the same spot. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her at one point, you know, I want to have a celebration. I like the idea of a wedding, yeah. but I don't want it to be like a big thing. Yeah. And she's like, girl, you should get married where we did. It's Aww, amazing. And then as soon as we watched their video and scoped it, we were just blown like, away. Done. Of course, again, Will being super decisive, he's like, I don't need to look at anything else. <laughs> yes. Done. Book it. Amazing. That's also Done. a lot less stressful than going to scout a ton of venues. Like, it's oh, yeah. pretty nice. I like to do my due diligence. So he's yeah. like, do your thing, but yeah. we're probably going to come back to this one. <laughs> and I reached out to some hotels and actually, surprisingly, they didn't get back to me. Wow. They were hotels in Puerto Vallarta and I don't know the time difference. It's not that big of a time difference, no. but we gave them a week or so. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? It'd be pretty stressful to plan a wedding in Mexico if there's not like communication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to do that place too. Yeah. So it kind of made the decision easy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Really, I can't stop gushing about it, even though it happened so many months ago. <laughs> I even remember, first of all, the boat ride was so fun. Oh my my hair looks like trash, but <laughs> it was so worth it. Like, I remember I curled it and it looked all cute for once because I never curl my hair. And then I looked in the mirror after the boat <laughs> ride and I was like, oh, you look like a wet rat. But it didn't even matter because everyone was having so much fun and like the shot that welcomed us before the ceremony. Oh, yeah. Your dance was amazing. I hope there's oh, a video you. of that. I hope it's well documented. I took a video, but like properly, I think we professionally do ha- documented. We th- so we got our long video, and it's not in the professional long video, the full thing. But we do mm-hmm. have an iPhone video, okay. okay, to capture it. We that was another thing too. We're like, how do we make this feel like us? And mm-hmm. doing a long, serious dance, it just yeah, just, no, it was no. amazing. Also, the playlist was fire. Did Thank Will you. and you both come up with the playlist collectively? Oh my gosh, we that Will be so thrilled that you said <laughs> <laughs> this was like his like pride um he was so happy so we basically spent we had a long engagement for two years Mm -hmm. and we started crafting the playlist anytime we were in the car and a fun song came on we would be like wedding playlist wedding playlist and then we basically whittled it down I don't know we had probably like 10 hours worth of songs after two years and we're like now we have to pick the top like three hours oh yeah and so we only picked like the fire ones yes it worked out so well and then I think what really made a difference is the DJ was awesome Mm -hmm. um and we'd given him a list of songs Mm -hmm. and I talked with him the morning of the wedding and he basically asked me for if he could take creative liberties with the playlist and like put them in the order that felt right oh, to him based yeah. on, he was like, based on how the audience is vibing, I can play oh, I like off of that. them and play yeah. off the energy. And I saw his eyes light up. The second I was like, Raphael, you do what yes. you do best. Aww. These are the songs we love, but you do your thing. It was like, I just gave him superpowers or something. <laughs> and I think he knocked it out of the park for us in part because yeah. he just had room to just 
I don't know. I think he the first song he played after our dance was Timber, which was such yes, a fun like party I song. That. Oh my god! And what we didn't know he would do was a full on light show. Yes. Like I felt like I was in a club or something, except Seriously. only with all my favorite people. Yeah. And it, all night with the like I don't know if you remember, but at some points he would like turn off the lights oh, right yeah. before the beat dropped. Yes. And then there was like the strobe thing at he one is point. So talented. Because like, it really what? felt like it was a club, even though the dance floor was literally on the sand right next to the water. So it was so picturesque, but then it was also so lit at the same time. (laughs) That was the perfect comment that we were going for. We're like, oh my gosh. And I remember, it's like that strobe light. I remember telling someone, it honestly might have even been you in the moment, like, any dance you do looks cool. Yeah. Like, it's an instant, like, cool factor. Yes. Um, Yeah, I basically felt like I was in one of those like teen party scenes yeah absolutely you, right yeah. or like a college scene it where felt you're like real yeah I have never danced that hard at a wedding and <laughs> yes. I felt that night like a good dancer I feel like that's the sign <laughs> is when you feel like a good dancer because yes. let's be honest I probably got really I did get really drunk <laughs> we drank so much tequila and so I'm sure I didn't look good but I felt like I was killing it and I feel like part of it was the strobe lights and just the vibe and everyone being so yes. upbeat and into it that dance part I mean we have really funny pictures it was packed and that was what yeah. we hoped for and I think I told Will I've only ever seen this in movies where like actually everyone is dancing yes and having the, living their best on. life so I'm not gonna say whose wedding this is but the last wedding I went to <laughs> it was so boilerplate every wedding DJ it's like I don't know if the couple had any input at all but it just felt like you know what you would see as a very like stereotypical wedding playlist and I wasn't interested in dancing at all. I love to dance. So comparatively, where I didn't sit down at all versus I literally sat almost the entire time just because there was also a friend there who I hadn't seen in a while and she wasn't dancing and we just talked. And I was like, that's not the vibe you want. Yes, we were, it's funny because we definitely catered the playlist to people our age. Mm -hmm. Like songs that were popular in the early 2000s were very common, like Mm -hmm. college age and... There are a few people, like, middle-aged, the middle-aged mm-hmm. attendees of the mm-hmm. wedding were, like, but they just, they opted out, but they just got to sit around the yeah. bonfire on the sand and, yeah. like, take in the scene. And there were moments where I was, like, oh, they're probably, like, who <laughs> is this artist? Lots of pitbull. Yes. They were probably, like, what is this, ha- what is happening? <laughs> but it was so freaking fun. Yeah. And actually, I just have to call out one of the funniest moments that was terrifying <laughs> in real time like yes. we like die about now is that our dance if you remember we mm. had people with sparklers yes and they messed up the timing of handing oh, out and lighting the sparklers oh, no. so they were supposed to the way it was supposed to work is they went out right before the beat dropped and everyone was supposed to join on the dance floor yeah but they lit them and passed them out late and mm. so when the beat dropped and we invited everyone on yeah everyone was mid sparkler and people just started to storm the dance floor with their, like, open flame things that aren't even legal in the U.S. Yes. Like, this intense sparkler oh set. Gosh. And there's a video, and it's just Dan, like, storming the stage, <laughs> like, before everyone. He looks like he's, like, conquering the world, leading the way with his sparkler. Oh and then you just see us, like, no, 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 like, put it out in the sand. And we start gesturing to put the sparklers out in the yes. sand. And there was a moment where I was like, we're going to light this island on fire. <laughs> like, we don't have insurance. Like, what? Yeah. But that was just like, there were many moments oh. like that where we were just like, this is a straight up movie right now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, also, can't forget the yes. party boat back. 
gosh. And I feel like your dad was having a blast. He was living his best life. <laughs> That's I think he told me verbatim that was one of the best moments of his life. Oh, it's so sweet. He because all the the like older folks were downstairs, and then the second story mm-hmm. was like the dance party. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad just looked up at one point, oh. and I think Will started John. John, yes, John. I remember that. And everyone chimed in, and my dad's like, oh, and he ascends the <laughs> yes. staircase. Aww. And then it was just like, he was, he loves dancing. Yeah. He was having a great time. He was so fun. Yeah. He's young at heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so good. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we're talking about how great it was, and maybe you don't want to reflect on this, but were there yeah. any difficulties like that, or things that you would do differently in the planning process? Um, difficulties, we had three different coordinators from the really? venue, so they gave us a coordinator, mm-hmm. and I think there's just a high turnover rate, so yeah. that was, there were just, like, logistical things. Yeah. Um, honestly, the hardest part, I think, was choosing the invite list, yeah. and then also just, like, stuff comes up, like, family dynamics, and also mm-hmm. personal things, like, Will's dad had an accident, wasn't mm-hmm. able to make it, and, yeah. um... His friend, you know, lost his green card and then miraculously found it, but thought he wasn't going to be able to make it. Um, And one of my friends had a family member pass away. It was just like, there was a lot of just stuff, the hard parts of life too, Um, like accidents and injuries and just different stuff. And so I think the hardest part in the month and weeks leading up to the wedding was um, just navigating things going quote unquote wrong Mm -hmm. and maintaining a focus on, you know, it's still going to be amazing yeah. no matter what. And yeah. this is just part of life as mm-hmm. things go wrong. And so I think just, I don't know, just being willing to not have it be perfect. Yeah. And um, like, I don't know, there's, I think I prepped myself, like there's going to be things that go wrong. Like yeah. the flowers might not be perfect and who cares? Yeah. And I forgot our table numbers, but they, you know what? I didn't even notice. They yeah. bloop, subbed some other ones in. And, yeah. Um, so I think, I'd heard from people before that just focus on enjoying the moment. None of that stuff matters at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I think I really took that to heart and released that control ahead of time. So I think that that helped Mm -hmm. um, the moment of, because it definitely, and I mean, it was like pretty hot and humid Mm -hmm. and like, also, by the end of the night, I felt like I looked like a wet rat. And <laughs> I was like, not. you know you what? Beautiful. Like, oh, thank you. I was like, YOLO, like, it's our wedding. Nobody <laughs> yeah. cares. Pictures are over. Yeah. And so I think just taking that pressure off for it to go perfectly and mm-hmm. to look perfect. Mm-hmm. And just, I think once we were there, it was just the coolest thing in the world seeing people that we love in yeah. Mexico. Like, when you yeah. guys came into the hotel lobby, we're like, what? Yeah, this is like, it felt unreal. Yeah, it's like a birthday party that just keeps going. Yeah. The hardest part, actually, here's mm-hmm. what it was. Mm-hmm. Leaving the hotel after the wedding. Oh. Because that felt like you just, the end of the greatest party of all yeah. time. And it's kind of a come down. Yeah. That I didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm. And that's why, fortunately, you were still in town. Mm-hmm. Will and I decided to, like, see who was still around to do a taco tour oh, the next night. So amazing. Because we're like, we... There's still people here. Like, yeah. how can we not hang out with them? Yeah. I love you. So and we have the oh, so fun. Yeah. Those tacos were amazing. They were so And that fun. was just and it was interesting because I talked to some people after mm-hmm. uh, who'd gotten married before and they said, Yeah, nobody really like preps you for the come down. It's like yeah. you're on the greatest Aww. high. Yeah. And then you go back to normal life and you're like, What just happened? Aww. This project I've been working on is over and yeah. I've just been around what do I do? Everyone I love. And so I think that was really helpful, just mm-hmm. being able to have one last kind of mini hurrah and yeah. see you guys and oh. um It was brilliant. Yeah. So 
Were there any annoying things that guests did? I feel like the answer is probably no, because you kept the guest list small and you were selective, but was there anything that you were worried people would do? Well, aside from the sparklers on the dance floor, like when that was happening in real time, I was like, this is going to end badly. Um, and there were 4,000 candles all over the venue. Oh and gosh. so I don't know if you remember, but a lot of them lined the dance floor. Yes. And so there were like a few times where I definitely thought people were going to catch on fire. <laughs> there were times that I thought people were like, no, and like grabbed my dress. Honest, I don't really remember that. You're which probably is like so dancing. dangerous then because I'm just like <laughs> stepping over them without any concern. My dress was kneeling, so it wasn't like I would catch on fire. Yeah, you were just in the zone. St- yeah. I guess so. I think... Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't think if annoying things happened, I was like so hyper focused on everything else that Mm -hmm. I didn't really notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it went pretty well Mm -hmm. after the fact. Okay, so one of our friends told us that she accidentally knocked one of the candles down (laughs) towards the jungle that was up against the beach. And she said that everyone who saw it, it went, it tumbled. It was Delia. (laughs) She, (laughs) She saw it tumble down a flight of stairs. And she said everyone who's standing there watched in stunned silence. Oh, no. Like, waiting to see what happened, and then it just went out in the sand. So there were some, like, fire hazard moments. (laughs) But I don't think... I'm trying to think of annoying guest behavior. I'm trying to think of something juicy I can give you, but I honestly... Well, it's fine that you don't. Oh, Because I took the liberty of outlining (laughs) some potential annoying guest behavior. Oh, my gosh, yes. So I want to play a game with you. Yes, Basically, Red Flag Deal Breaker, but Wedding Guest Edition. Perfect. if in a world where your friends did do this, would you, would it be just like, oh, that's a little bit annoying, or would you shut the behavior down immediately? Mm, okay. Okay, so first one. <laughs> they reach out to ask for a plus one when the invitation did not call for one. Um, wait, what are my options? Are my options like evicting them from the um, wedding? <laughs> honestly, you could. Yeah, you could be like, oh, you crossed the line. Or you could just say, you can come, but no plus one. Or you could be really kind and say, yes, of course, you can have a plus one. We actually talked about this ahead of time because we were like, man, it's a tough thing because initially we're like, we want everyone to have a plus one. Mm -hmm. And we had that vision that we kept going back to. Mm -hmm. And so we decided ahead of time, like people who are in serious relationships, Mm -hmm. yes. Um, But also we wanted our friends who were single or like not Mm -hmm. technically with someone were like it'll be fun to kind of have like a few single people there I mean I can say without going too much it was (laughs) (laughs) exactly so we're like you know we want it to be fun Mm -hmm. and so we decided ahead of time if someone did ask Mm -hmm. we'd be like we just explain it like you know we're keeping it super small um yeah but it was so I feel like in that situation that's um, I need to give you some like juicier answers here but I think we'd just be like no, sorry, and here's yeah. why. Yeah. Will's, no. like, so good about being direct. is fine. Okay, perfect. Yeah, totally fine. So what about <laughs> if they try making an impromptu speech at dinner and oh. you shut them down once and they keep trying to Hell no, cut them <laughs> off. <laughs> I just, like, can't even say it with a straight face because that would be so ridiculous. <laughs> They're like, nope, nope, back on the mic. Back here, I've got something to say. I'd be like, I'd, like, pull the plug out yeah. or something. I do feel like this, the day of, I was in a, like, take no BS mm-hmm. kind of thing where I'm like, nobody is going to, like, bring up, <laughs> rain on my parade today. Yeah. And so I think if someone had tried to do something like that, I would have, like, like motioned to our, like, baller staff that was standing yeah. by, even my new befriended DJ if I needed to, like, Aww. it's a... Uh, yeah. 
take them under over by the tiki torches to cool down yeah seriously <laughs> yeah so another scenario they text you repeatedly to ask wedding logistics questions that are answered on your wedding site oh gosh Fortunately, we didn't have that happen, but I'm sure that happened. Right? Yeah, because people are just lazy, and they're like, oh, I'll just text them when they could easily look online. Yeah. I know how Will would answer this. I think Will would just, like, send them the link, and then any time that they, anytime they asked, he would send his favorite emoji, which is, like, the, the point of <laughs> Yes, he's done that to you before. Actually, no, but I knew that that would be something he would like. Yeah, he would just, like, in a, like, playful but, like, direct way, be like, boop, yeah. still on the website. Yeah. Still on the website. I feel like I tend to err on the side of like, oh, like, here's the information. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, like, you have to train them. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yes, well, totally. Otherwise, they'll totally be doing top it. of mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, what if they confront you about not being asked to be a bridesmaid? Oh my gosh, that would be the worst. Or so awkward. So, this was another hard part that came up is we both had like a bunch of friends that we wanted in our wedding party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we thought about it, and we only were inviting, like, 12 friends each. And so we're like, if we both have, like, eight groomsmen or bridesmaids, there's going to be, like, four people in the (laughs) audience. Like, this is going to be the most ridiculous. Like, there's just going to be, like, four chairs. And then all of our people standing up next to us. And we're like, this just does not make sense. Mm -hmm. And so what we ended up doing is we had maids of honor Mm -hmm. and best men. Mm -hmm. Because we're like, literally, like, everyone who's invited are closest friends. Um, so what we did too, is we like told a few friends ahead of time, like, Hey, we're keeping it super small to like avoid people getting the wrong idea or thinking that we don't like love them that much or, you know, especially in situations where we'd been in like other people's wedding parties. Yeah. It's just kind of a hard situation because you're like, I don't, it feels weird to, you don't want to like play favorites or rank people. It just feels weird. And we're like, we love all of you. Yeah. So we tried to avoid that because literally what you just said yeah. was our like worst nightmare and we yeah. didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But yeah. oh my god, if someone what was it? If someone like confronted me yeah. aggressively. Like, why am I not a bridesmaid? I thought we were closer than that. Oh my god, I think I'd have to be direct. Especially if if they were being confrontational. I think yeah. I'd try to like br- bring it back down mm-hmm. and be similar to dating. Probably yep. like I oh, I didn't mention this before, but my like pair that I worked with was honest and kind. Honest and kind. So I was like, I'm going to be honest, but I'm going to do it in the kindest yeah, way possible. I That's like what that. I would do. Yeah. But I'd also probably be like, let's take it down a notch. Yeah. Let's take a breath. Yes. Oh my gosh. So the last scenario, they wear a dress that isn't quite white, but it looks oh, like it no. is from far away. Oh my gosh. So if I knew ahead of time, I would definitely be like, I'm going to request that you wear something else. Yeah. If they showed up at the wedding, I honestly think at that point I'd be like, screw it. Yeah, like, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. That's honestly how I felt that day, and I think it's part of why I was able to have so much fun, is mm-hmm. I was just like, literally anything outside of my control, I no mm-hmm. longer care. Yeah, that's so fair. <laughs> it was like, done. But that'd be a, that'd be like a very unself-aware move, I feel like, to wear yeah. it almost. I'm sure it's happened before. So, it seems crazy. <laughs> it I have been to a wedding where that happened, and the interesting thing is, it was a wedding that was a few years ago, but we were still a couple years out of college, so I feel like you should, I feel like everyone should know you don't wear white. But anyway, we, it's actually a longer story, because the girl who wore white ended up being my boyfriend at the time's prom date. So it was really interesting. The girl who was getting married went to high school with my ex-boyfriend. 
And she didn't invite him. I don't think she liked him very much. And we weren't close enough for me to get a plus one anyway. So, yeah, we were talking about it. And I asked where she went to high school. And then I asked, like, oh, do you know him? And she's like, oh, yeah, that was my prom date. Oh, my gosh. And so (laughs) dinner was a little bit delayed. So I'd had maybe two drinks. So I feel like I was a little bit tipsy, but not drunk. Just like, you know, I'm feeling a little looser. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I'm dating him. And I made her, like, take a picture to send to him. (laughs) And I feel like he wasn't super amused and then afterwards <laughs> my friend Arielle was like yeah it was like kind of weird you could tell she felt weird oh, and no. I, I was just like no this is really cool like there's nothing to feel weird about but clearly she disagreed and um after the fact I texted him and was like oh my god look who it is and his response was oh yeah I remember her she was really smart and I think that is a weird response but again I was just like looking at it positively and a little tipsy and I was like oh yeah he said you were really smart and her and her friends were like smart which isn't an insult but I guess it is kind of a weird first descriptor <laughs> it's a little like nice yeah it's it is it like is nice. um so yeah apparently it was awkward and I was just not self-aware in the moment but oh, no. she was wearing a white dress so she was the less you're like you know what person. you started it no, I'm just kidding <laughs> Yeah, so this oh was gosh. so great. Thank you so, so much, much for fun. taking the time to talk. And I would love for you to plug any and everything that you want people to be able to find. Oh, my gosh. Well, my favorite place to be nowadays is Instagram. Yes. I'm becoming more Instagram active. Mm-hmm. Loving it. So my Instagram is at Meglad, M-E-G-L-A-D-D. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if you want to check out my website for coaching stuff, it's www.megan-ladd.com. Amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Also reliving all the will stuff, yes. the wedding stuff. Never gets old. Never gets old. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. If you like what you heard or you're just looking for something to help you combat the Sunday scaries and make you feel better about your own life in the process, hit subscribe for new episodes of Interstates and Heartbreak every Sunday. You can also follow Interstates and Heartbreak on Instagram for tongue-in-cheek interpretations of men's dating profiles as told by my inner Carrie.